Good morning, party people. It is March the 14th, 2022, and the time here in Egypt is 9.57 a.m. And this is the first day of the last uh, term. I have approximately nine weeks left in Egypt, and uh, it's gotten off to a rocky start. I will admit that this morning. We had yesterday off, which was Sunday, and today is Monday, and I woke up for some reason still looking at my Sunday schedule, and I missed the first half of one of my classes. Now, another part of the rockiness is every term they they give the kids a new seating chart. And for some reason, I don't know how they do this. I don't know if they just throw the kids' names on the wall and based on how they stick to the wall, they just write out the seating chart. I don't know if it's bingo. I don't know how they do it. I don't know if it's hopscotch. I don't know how they do it. But when I walked in and looked at my class setup, I knew somebody is like trying to set me up for fucking failure. Because all of the students who I had been over the past two terms getting into shape and putting them on the discipline sheet saying this kid and this kid did this today. This kid and this kid did this today. The same two kids. All of my problematic kids are now sitting right next to each other. Every last one of them. So today while I'm like teaching, they're talking, of course. They're up out of their seats. They're not behaving. And one of the kids was like, Move us to another seat. I said, I'm not moving you nowhere. You're going to learn how to behave where you are. That is my wish for you. And I also took myself out of the equation of disrespect because I I get tired of saying, it feels weird to me when I say to a kid, you're disrespecting me. Because most of the time it happens, it's not like, I feel like when kids talk, when I'm trying to do something, they're just being kids. Because it happens across the board. You can put me in any classroom and I can be talking to kids like, boom. But it's about what they do to each other. So I had a student reading and people who call themselves, call themselves her friend were just talking. And a lot of times it's jealousy because the kids want to read and I'll keep picking the same kid. And sometimes, yeah, I'll do it just to make the other kids jealous because these kids have this hierarchy classism thing that goes on in the class. Who's the prettiest? But they're sixth graders. Right? Whose mama has the most money? They're sixth graders. So today I took myself out of the equation and I was like, basically, y'all can't disrespect me anymore. It's what y'all do to each other. So I have this other little student who, you know, last term, she was like, I like being a bully. And I write her up and nothing happens. So I'm definitely in that kind of space, too, where these people... um, set themselves up to say we don't bully we don't do all of this stuff but it's happening it's literally happening in the classrooms and it's happening with people who with children who uh, align themselves in in friendship okay so it's like enemies keeping their enemies close and it's amazing to watch and I don't know why more adults don't like pick up on it but for some reason I do and that's why I say middle school is just kind of where I, I I'm a master at uh, being able to both kind of navigate academics and behavior. So this one little student, she's decided that asking me why is how she's going to get under my skin. So today I'm teaching 
And I let another student read. And while she's reading, these students are talking. And I stop her and I go, hey, y'all are being disrespectful to your classmate. Well, Lumen's smarty pants on the front row is like, why, miss? And I'm like, because you're talking while she's... Um, and this is before I realized what she was doing, too. I said, because you're talking while she's reading and you consider yourselves her friends. But how are we disrespecting her? I said, because you're talking while she's reading. But how, miss? I mean, maybe I have something to say while she's reading. Sixth grader. So then I realized, oh, you you playing the why and how game with me. So I just put her on egg. You know, I just like flipped a little switch in my head and then just kind of addressed the class and basically told them, you know, y'all are, you know, y'all call yourselves friends to people who you, when they, when they shine, when the teacher calls on them, y'all show your jealousy by talking. You show your jealousy by not paying attention because I didn't choose you. And that's not a good character trait to have. And then they started talking while I was talking. And I was like, okay, okay. Well, tell y'all what. I don't care who your parents are. Uh, This is war. You know, Mars is uh, one of my ruling planets, or it used to be. I still carry that energy because I'm old school. Uh, I'll see y'all in ninth period. And I walked out. Now, it was the last, like, three minutes of class, which was nobody picked up on it. But my kids, they like me. And today I don't like them. And that's a very human thing. It's a very, like, beautiful thing to have between teachers and students. Like, I don't like you every day. You don't like me every day. And today you want to like me, but you're excited to be back in the presence of each other. And you done forgot every motherfucking thing I done taught you about your behavior in the first and second terms. And now I got to go back in the third term with a new seating chart and spend just a couple of weeks reminding y'all of who you are through me knowing who the fuck I am. And I don't teach bad kids, y'all. I just don't do it. It's not because they're bad. It's because I'm not going to teach you under the mental state that you're in. You're not going to bring this toxicity in my classroom. You're not going to allow your parents to say, oh, she's a black woman from the United States. You don't have to respect her. Yeah, you do. You have to acknowledge that I am the connector between you and the, the core of your knowledge. Now, here's what's interesting about my kids. They're super smart. They're super duper smart. They can teach themselves. It's been proven. I let them do it all the time. They can teach themselves. But it never fails that every now and then they'll come to me and say, well, Miss Kamika, what about this? What about this? And I tell them that all the time. You're going to need me. You're going to need me at a time when I'm going to go, remember that day? And that's me, y'all. I'm a Scorpio. It's what I do. It's what I do well. And I know y'all, but you can't do a kid like that. If you're not teaching full-time in a middle school classroom, hush. Hush. Because I am in Egypt. Where nothing makes sense. (laughs) And you have to swallow it every day. Else, or else you're going to be the one walking down the street butt naked in the middle of the freeway talking about they trying to kill me. 
And I refuse. I got nine weeks left. And I am about to show my class, Sixy, what it's all about. What it's all about. Are they going to suffer? Possibly. A lot of them will. But you're not my children. And as much as I love to say, my students, my students, my students, my students, you're not my children. But you're going to learn today. You're going to learn how to read Hangul. You're going to learn how to uh, comprehend Hangul. You're going to learn your vocabulary words. You're going to learn today. This is not the motherfucking fun house. You have a responsibility to your parents, to your community, to your country. To not be a spoiled brat. And if you do, understand that I know that that was a choice you made. It's hard teaching kids who are privileged, whose parents have created a whole system for them to succeed and not be held accountable. This is the hardest thing I have ever done, is to try to find peace in a system where I have no power. None. So when the kids decide to stop being good, there's nothing I can do but try to just have a talk with them. Or put them on ignore. Boop. And not only can you put, you got to put them on ignore, you got to be like stealth and strategic about it. But I'm thankful for this experience. I'm very thankful that I know that I can survive in a place like this where nothing makes sense. But it's just different. You know, I refuse to say it's it's dumb shit. I refuse to say, you know, Egyptians don't know what they're doing. I'm just in a privatized system where two families have come together and created a system where their children can succeed. And they don't give a fuck about the teachers. They don't give a fuck. They're just like, give my kid the piece of paper at the end of the day. I have devised the whole system that all you got to do is show up. And pretend to discipline them, pretend to teach them, pretend to give a, to care about them. I don't need you to care about my kids. I got my kids because I got money. It's literally kind of that, like, it ain't literally kind of. It, it is. That's what it is. And it's the strangest, most wonderful, most debilitating thing ever. There's so many things about this school system that I love. But at the end of the day, the core of it, these kids aren't learning. And they are in the crack the same way kids fall through the crack in the United States. Except they're rich. Imagine being rich and falling through the cracks. Imagine that. That's where tyranny comes from. That is where it comes from, y'all. To be rich and and know that you don't have to be accountable for coming to school every day to learn something. And there are a few. I'm not talking about them all, but the majority of these kids here, they they, they don't come here to learn. 
And they know that you can't force them to learn. It'd be teachers yelling down the hallways. I mean, full-blown, you're going to have a heart attack if you keep doing that. And I refuse. I refuse. I pray to God every day that I have, that the fear of God is just on me. So that when I say something, for the most part, it's heard and it's understood. And a lot of times I just try to speak good common sense to kids. And most of the time they're like, yes, miss. But when they're not like that, you be ready to fight. Because they're super smart. And they are allowed to not like things openly without any repercussions. It's very rare that a child will be pulled from this school. It's very rare. Excuse me. It's very rare that a child will be um, suspended. It's very rare. And then the, 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 the conditions under which that happens... Some of this stuff I can't wait to talk about once I get back to the States. Because there's so much stuff I'm not saying. But it's fascinating. So yeah, this morning I got up. I was prepared. I was ready. I just was on the wrong page. And they got me. My, woo, they got me today. But I'm going to get them ninth period. Best believe it. Best believe it. I'm going to get that ass this evening. And I will continue to get that ass through the next nine weeks. I am not going to let up. They're going to be mad at me. They're going to hate me. And who cares? Right? So, with that being said, this was really good for me to talk this out, to calm down. Um... I am preparing for the return home. I'm excited about returning home. I'm just excited. Y'all know what? I don't have, like, it's so much stuff that sends me into a panic on a daily basis if I think about it too much. Because I'm like, girl, you ain't got no car. You ain't got no place to stay. You 50 years old. What is going on? And I'm like, life, man. Like, it's these literally this duality of, like, don't worry, Kamika. You've never had to worry. Don't worry. God got you. And that brings me joy. It brings me, it it feels good to like be able to breathe in faith, in a real faith. Like, yeah, God got me. And I know I got people who got my back and I got people's back. You know, I, I know I'm a good person and it feels good to have this experience, but it's also time to plant some flowers in spaces that I've always um, owned as a garden. So coming home is going to be bittersweet for me. Uh, So it's just in my best interest right now to just stay present in the present and finish uh, doing what I'm doing here. Uh, I've learned a lot about myself. Uh, I'm still in like grand transformation and... um, It feels good to hear my voice. It feels good to feel my voice vibrating through my body and to be able to think clear and to know exactly what I'm saying and when I'm saying it and understand that I'm in a unique position and that my point of view has space in this world. And to know that I can bring 
opportunity to know that I can bring blessings, to know that I can bring a sense of humor, um, to know that I'm lighthearted, and to know that I no longer desire to fit in anywhere. I don't, I, don't, I don't care. I don't care about certain things in the way that I used to. Because I, I used to try to not fit in, if that makes sense. Now, not only do I not care about fitting in, it's not where I belong. It's not where I've ever belonged. It's not where I've ever thrived. It is my job to keep my head low and keep firing. And I don't know who told me that. Stay low and keep firing. Somebody told me that, and hopefully I wrote it down. But stay low and keep firing. So I am coming up on my first Ramadan. I am going to do my best to participate in Ramadan. Uh, I'm excited about the spiritual experience. Um, But once I leave Egypt, that's it. That's it, y'all. No more playing games with myself. No more playing games uh, with who I think you want me to be. And some of y'all are going to be like, she just wilded out. I don't know what happened. She went to Egypt and, but you know what? The truth is here. And I know who loves me. I know who respects me. I know who wants to use me. I know who gets to use me. I know who I get to use. I know who I get to appreciate. I know who doesn't appreciate me. I know who my enemies are in a world where I never thought I had enemies. I know who takes me for granted. And all of these things are in place only when I do that to myself. No mas. So, yeah, let me go so I can go print some stuff out. Let me go so I can relax, relate, and release before my next class. And just know that I'm going to be ready to sit and have real conversations about this experience to people who really need to hear it, to educators, to parents, to people who've never been to Africa, to people who've never been to Egypt, to women and their daughters. And yes, you will have to buy a ticket. Be good, be good, be good. Be God. Peace.